Welcome to Every Moment His, a podcast dedicated to how God's preached word affects every moment of our daily lives. This sermon was preached by Pastor John Rasmussen at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. Well, friends, grace, mercy, and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose yoke is easy, whose burden is light. Amen. Uh, Today's sermon has two parts. I keep pushing the button, but nothing happens. Uh Uh-oh. The sermon, part one. Here we go. Well, this sermon has two parts. Uh, Part one is just very simply, I want to make sure that you know what a yoke is. Uh, Chances are, if you don't know what a yoke is, Uh, You're not going to understand what Jesus means when he invites you to come and take his yoke upon you, his yoke that is light and easy. And so just a little bit of a review in in what yokes are. Um, Has anybody ever used a yoke? Or is this like 100 years ago kind of thing? Okay, I didn't grow up on a farm, so I didn't know. But uh, So a yoke is not the center of an egg. It is a mechanism for harnessing the power of domestic animals. And so a farmer uh, would place a wooden bar with these U-shaped things around the neck of two animals side by side. Uh, this could be oxen, uh, cattle, or donkeys. And then the animals would work together to either pull a plow or a burden behind them. And so that is what a yoke is. Uh, Now, of course, when the Bible is talking about yokes, it's typically not talking about you actually wearing a yoke and pulling a burden behind you on a farm. Uh, It's talking about something deeper, uh, something a little bit more existential. Uh, It's talking about uh, a number of things. And so just briefly, I want to share with you uh, really three things that the scriptures will uh, say when they're using this word yoke. And I think that'll help us better understand what Jesus is saying in the text today. Uh, So more often than not, a yoke is an instrument of slavery. So, for example, God says to Israel in Leviticus 26, 13, he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves, and I have broken the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect. Leviticus 26, 13. Or later on in the Old Testament, the prophets would warn, uh, like we heard in last week's uh, prophet reading from Jeremiah, uh, that God's people were going to be exiled and that they would come under the heavy yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. So often in the scriptures, when we use the language of a yoke, we're talking about a heavy burden of slavery and oppression. Uh, But other times, like in the book of Lamentations, a yoke is the sin and the guilt uh, that weighs us down before a holy God, that sin that entraps us and the consequences of which we live in and suffer. So Lamentations 1.14 After the destruction of the temple and Jerusalem, uh, the Lamentations say, My transgressions were bound into a yoke. By his hand they were fastened together. They were set upon my neck. And then finally, a yoke can mean a partnership. It can mean a coming together, you know, being yoked together to do something, well, either good or something bad. And so to give you a negative example of a partnership uh, would be in the book of Numbers, uh, when the people of Israel were yoked uh, to Baal, 
Uh, this is this scene when, uh, sadly, God's people, uh, one of many times, cheated on the Lord their God and uh, were yoked with Baal, who was kind of the idol of choice uh, for the Israelites. Um, but in a more positive sense, we can talk about being yoked together for the purpose of discipleship, of walking according to God's commandments. And so finally, around the time of Jesus, the, the rabbis would often talk about being under the yoke of the Torah or under the yoke of the commandments. So to be a disciple of a certain rabbi meant that you would be under that rabbi's yoke or his interpretation of how to keep the commandments. Now, in Matthew 23, 4, Jesus rails against the scribes and the Pharisees because they had placed a heavy, oppressive yoke around people's necks. Jesus says, they, the scribes and the Pharisees, tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. So we can contrast that heavy, oppressive, burdensome yoke of legalism with the light and the easy yoke of Jesus. Jesus says in our text today, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right, so we know what a yoke is, right? In all of its different forms, how it's used in Scripture. Okay, keep this in mind as we move on to part two of the sermon. But we'll have a brief intermission. You can go get some coffee and donuts. Use the bath. Just kidding. That's just a joke to transition to part number two. But now if you get up, we know you're going to get a donut. That's where you're going, right? Okay. Part two. So all of you here today have something in common, and that is that all of you here today, whether you know it or not, you are all carrying heavy burdens. Some of those burdens that you carry are open and they're obvious. They're, they're burdens that maybe others here in this congregation know about because maybe they're helping you carry those burdens. But some of the burdens that you have are hidden. And even though you walk daily underneath the weight of these burdens, you're really good at hiding them. And so you suffer in secret. Some of the burdens that you carry today are burdens of the past. They are burdens of past guilt, past trauma, past regrets. And the more you dwell on these burdens, the more they snowball into heavy weights that you can barely even carry on your back. Some of your burdens are burdens of the present. These are the present realities that are with you every single day. They never take a day off. In fact, very often these burdens are the first thing you feel or you think about when you wake up in the morning. <clears throat> this would be the constant buzz of anxiety. This would be the endless cloud of depression. It's the chronic pain and illness you feel in your body. It's the ongoing tension in family relationships that you just can't fix or make better. It's the credit card debt that just gets worse every day. Some of these are present burdens. But still also, some of your burdens are burdens of the future. And when we talk about the future, we're talking about the burden of the unknown. It's the weight of uncertainty that lies ahead of you. It's the uncertainty about medical test results, uncertainty about that pain in your side. It's uncertainty about success or failure. It's uncertainty about intimacy or rejection. 
in your relationships. Some of the burdens that you carry are burdens from the outside of you. You have no control over them. They're just simply burdens that come upon you and that you must bear. Sort of like in our reading from Zechariah where you have these prisoners dwelling in the waterless pit. Uh, These uh, exiles who had returned from their captivity in Babylon only to find a big mess back in their land of Judea. Some of you are bearing burdens from the outside, but you're also bearing burdens within, sort of like the Apostle Paul talked about in Romans 7. Some of you are bearing that burden that Paul bore, which every Christian bears, and it's that burden of wanting to do good but still doing evil. It's that burden of having the desire to do what is good, having the ideal clear in your mind, but then not having the ability to carry it out. Some of your burdens are burdens of your own making. If you're honest with yourself, some of these heavy burdens are burdens of sin and shame and guilt and foolishness that you have placed upon your own back, even though you knew better. Well, some of your burdens have been placed upon you by others. These are those burdens you did not ask for, but that others have placed upon you through their own addiction, absence, abuse, The weight of their sin lays on your shoulders through no fault of your own. And so this is what it's like to live in a broken, fallen world. It means that you carry upon your shoulders burden upon burden upon burden, a very heavy yoke to bear, right? And as you carry these burdens, the question that you're constantly asking yourself which actually drives a lot of your behavior and your thinking is this, is you're asking yourself, whether you know it or not, how can I be relieved of my burdens? Where do I put my burden? How can I, weary and worn out as I am, how can I finally find some rest? But in seeking to be relieved of our burdens, the truth is that we are bound. We are bound to create for ourselves even more burdens. By seeking rest on our own terms, we end up even more restless and worn out than before. And this is because as sinners, we are addicted to a medicine that we think will relieve the weight of our burdens. We're addicted to a counterfeit medicine called if I just. And so you tell yourself as you're trying to be relieved of your burden, you tell yourself again and again, you say, if I just make a little bit more money, then I'm going to be at rest. If I just get a nicer car, even though now's not the time to buy a new car because they're super expensive, hey, I'll finally be at rest. If I just get another degree and I finally get the career that I want, then I'm finally going to be at rest. If I just get her to be attracted to me and she notices me, then I'll finally be at rest. If I just get him to finally ask the big question and the ring is on the finger, then I'll finally be at rest. If I just have maybe one more beer then I'll finally be 
at rest. If I just get back into an exercise routine and I get back into shape, then I'm finally going to be at rest. If I just grind out a few more years in the office and I finally just get to my retirement, then I'm finally going to be at rest. If I just find a better therapist, then maybe I'll start to feel better and I'll finally be at rest. In fact, maybe we're so desperate that we say, if I just buy some crystals that align with my chakras, then I'll get some positive vibes and then I'll finally be at rest. But if we told ourselves the truth, if we were honest with ourselves for a moment, we would know that if I just is just a lie. If I just is just idolatry. If I just is just a medicine that causes more illness. Being yoked to if I just, just leaves us anxious, angry, apathetic, disillusioned, and worn out. And maybe this is why you're so tired. But we are so addicted to if I just that we will even try to put a religious twist on the medicine. We will slap an out-of-context motivational Bible verse onto If I Just and dress it up in our Sunday best, and we will think to ourselves very piously, if I just try harder and do more good things, then maybe I'll finally be at rest. Or we think, if I just have more faith, if I just believe harder, then maybe I'll finally be at rest. If I just pray more or longer or louder or better, then I'll finally be at rest, or maybe if I just feel more guilty, then I'll finally earn the right to be forgiven and be relieved of my guilt, and I'll finally be at rest. But if I just is just as empty when it's dressed up in religious clothing, if I just is just a treadmill that runs to nowhere. You see, God's commandments, good as they are, God's commandments can never give you rest. Did you know that? They will never give you rest. I mean, did you hear how conflicted and worn out the Apostle Paul was in Romans 7 as he talked about his experience with the law of God? You can barely even follow Paul's train of thought. The good I do, that I don't do, etc. Luther once said... After a lot of striving in his life, he said, the law says do. It says do this, but it's never done. The law of God, as good as it is, will never give your soul's rest because until the day you die, the commandments will constantly demand from you more than you can give and will constantly accuse you as guilty for what you did not give. You feel that, right? So where are you going to put your burden? What are you going to do with those heavy burdens that you bear? The answer to that question will always be hidden from the wise and the understanding of this age. The proud, the self-sufficient, the successful, the rich, the capable will never be able to see the answer. Instead, they will always be stuck in a vicious, never-ending cycle of if I just, if I just, if I just, until they die. But for those who are children, for those who are the least of these, 
for those who are poor in spirit, for those who have been reduced to nothing by the weight of their burdens, for those who, like Paul, finally collapse underneath the burden and cry out, who will deliver me from this body of death? The answer is simple. It's as plain as day. It's revealed to you by Jesus himself when he says to you, come to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But immediately we're suspicious, right? That's all? Just come to me? Sounds too simple. It's too easy. It's too unbearably light. What's the catch? What's the fine print? We who are so addicted to if I just, we have a really hard time with something as simple as come to me. We are so addicted to if I just, we can even make coming to Jesus an unbearable burden. And so you come to Jesus with your burdens and you ask, Jesus, can you just give me some advice about how to better manage my burdens? Can you maybe just help me organize and prioritize my burdens so I can get to work at chipping away at them and lightening the load? Maybe, Jesus, you can just assign me a best-selling Christian book that will show me how to take the steps to achieve victory over my burdens. So often what you want from Jesus is you want him just to give you another thing to do. But when you come to Jesus, he says, no, I'm not going to do that for you. Or you come to Jesus with your burdens and you say, Jesus, can you just tell me that my sins are not really sins and that I shouldn't feel so guilty that this is some type of neurosis? You want Jesus to make excuses for the inexcusable and you want to be comfortable and affirmed in your sins rather than forgiven and absolved and set free. And to the request to be affirmed in your sins, Jesus says, no. You come to Jesus with your burdens and you say, Jesus, can you just give me permission to take a break from obligations and responsibilities? Honestly, Jesus, I'm just tired of adulting and I want to just take a break. Can I have a pass? You want Jesus to give you a pass on living real life and showing up for responsibility and bearing the burdens of other people. And patiently, lovingly, Jesus says to this request again, no. And each time Jesus says no to these anxious requests, you begin to get frustrated. In fact, so frustrated with the Son of God that you might even throw up your hands and ask, well, then why in the world did you ask me to come to you in the first place, Jesus? What kind of weird game is this? And this is what Jesus says to your anxious, burdened, broken heart. He says to you, come to me. And I want you to place your burdens on me. I want you to place on me 
your guilt, on me, your regret, on me, your trauma, on me, your pain, your illness, your anxiety. I want you to place upon me the full weight of your temptation, your apathy, your anger, your lust, your addiction, your complaining, your broken heart, your broken promises. Place the full weight upon me of your fears, your inability to quit, your inability to start, your insecurity, your self-hatred, your excuses, your lies, your hopelessness, your hypocrisy, everything you've lost and everything you've gained in this life, I want you to place it upon me. I want you to put it all on me, every single ounce. I want you to press every single ounce of that burden all upon me, press it down upon me like cold, hard nails into the soft flesh of my innocent hands and feet until the blood begins to flow. Jesus says, I want you to come to me and lay the entire weight of your existence upon me until I can no longer breathe. And until I cry out with my last breath, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. And then Jesus says, as I'm dying, I'm going to take your hand and grab onto it tightly, and you're going to die with me too. In those waters of baptism, you are going to die with me, and as you die with me, if I just will die once and for all, and if I just will no longer be your God because I will be your God because I will take your hand and I will make you rise from the dead with me to live with me and alive with me in those waters of baptism, raised from the dead with me. None of your burdens are yours anymore. They're mine. Because you are mine. And in place of that heavy yoke called, if I just, I will give you another yoke called, it is finished. I will place upon your back the light and the easy yoke of it is finished. Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. My burden is it is finished. And so Jesus says to you, come to me, And under my yoke, everything that you now do will be done with me, alongside me, yoked right next to me. Come to me, Jesus says, and learn from me, because I will not teach you with guilt and shame, but I will love you into the person I've called you to be, even if you can't imagine what that might be like. Come to me when you fail and your failures will be mine. I will bear your guilt willingly and I will bear your condemnation no matter how many times you fail. I will speak forgiveness into your ears over and over and over again because I am yours and you are mine. Come to me and when you succeed... Your successes will be mine, for apart from me you can do nothing, but yoked to me you can do all things, even those things that seem impossible. Come to me, and when life places burdens on you that are simply unbearable, I will bear the weight with you and for you, so that even those things 
that are heavier than human strength can bear, I will make light and bearable. Come to me, Jesus says. And when your strength is gone and your breath is labored and shallow because your time in this life is drawing to an end, I will finally bear the burden of death. I will bear it upon my shoulders so that you can underneath that weight pass peacefully into the promised rest that I have won for you. Simply, Jesus says to you, come to me and I will give you rest. It is finished. Amen. Thank you.